This is Just Football. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Just Football. I hope you're well. This week is going to be hosted by me, Dave, and I'm joined by Dan. So welcome, Dan. Hi, Dan S. That is. Um, Dan S. Yeah, because Dan P. is not with us this week. Uh, we'll, we'll come on to why he's not with us yeah. shortly. Yeah. There's a real reason and a fake reason. But we're going to publicise the fake reason, aren't we? And then just Absolutely. let the real reason be in the, like, the subtext at the bottom. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so let's uh, let's crack on then. So there, there's a fair bit, a fair amount to go through. So I guess we, we can start off with the saddest news is uh, the passing of Bobby Charlton. Now, I guess for you and I, Dan, it's a generational thing because I don't play. In fact, his last game was in 19. Okay. He played for a club course. That was just after I was born. That was probably before you were born. It was, yes, yes, just before. And uh, I think Dan P was knocking around for a good for that. <laughs> um, I mean, what what does I'll give you a brief rundown. Uh, so, so in 1956 and 1973, United uh, it made 606 appearances and scored 199. Incredible record at three. Not for a, uh, 1974, 75, he played for Preston North End, played 38, scored eight. Then he went to some. Supposed to be fair, lesser known. 1976, played for Waterford in Ireland. Then 78, played for Newcastle KB United. 1980, Perth Azuri. And 1980, Blacktown City. So the last three clubs are all based in. He had a very, a really good England career. He played 106 games, nine goals. And back then, friendlies weren't a thing. Two other, two other big other things to note from his career. One, is he survived the Munich air design thing. And two, he won the World Cup with England in 1966. It's worth noting that he was nominated as the best player. He was actually awarded the best player in the World Cup in 1966 and what's known as the FIFA World Cup Golden Ball. In terms of honours, so he won the equivalent of Premier League First Division three times. He won the FA Cup once, but was runner-up twice. Won the Charity Shield twice and won the European Cup. She not only played for a Man United were a big club back then, how fairly big now. But uh, won a few good trophies, awards. I guess for you and I then it's quite difficult to reflect back. We just don't yeah. really know him as a player. Yeah, we don't know him as a player. Obviously um there you know he's quite an ambassador for football, isn't he? Because he's always been in and around football um the last few years. We kind of seen him around. Um but like, yeah like you said it's it's hard to really relate to his playing career because we just don't weren't aware around for it. Um, we, we know him as a name, but I would be lying if I said I've seen loads of clips of him playing because I haven't. It's, yeah, uh, nor have I. I mean, being honest, I saw more of his brother, Jackie Charlton. Yeah. Because he managed Ireland yeah. as a child. Yeah. It's clearly so, but I guess you've seen in the media and at Old Trafford there's a genuine name. Yeah. Which, I mean, I suppose the equivalent would be for, for Tottenham, Benny Greaves. Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah. Jimmy Gray's a wonderful footballer, Bobby Charlton. Won. I know Jimmy Gray's more than Bobby Charlton. Yeah, yeah, agreed. But it, there's a couple of things um, I felt about this news um, over weekend or whenever. Was it over weekend that happened? I think it was, so. yeah. Um, was it, there's two two things. It's, it's firstly, it's, it's almost quite refreshing to hear of someone who's passed away from old age. 
rather than their life being taken early, which you know, yep. is happening in the news more and more and more. Um, so that's almost like a bittersweet kind of thing, isn't it? Um, and and the secondly, I don't know if you saw it, but there is a bit of news that Manchester uh, some Manchester City fans were, were booing and doing chants um, at, at yeah. the Man City game this week. And Man City have publicly apologised and called it out. But how nasty do you need to be <laughs> to, to to be chanting about someone who's just passed away? I, I don't get it. And again, it comes back to, is it the, the social media and for each other? Yeah. Well, I think they do because there's no need for it. Just appreciate what he was, yeah. what he contributed, not into Manchester United, but to yeah. the best player for England, winning the World Cup. Yeah. And regardless of what happens, it's the same when you hear about his high school. Yeah. What happens at Hillsborough, all these other disasters. There are always these groups and elements of fans who make a mockery of it. Yeah. There's just something so wrong. And I, I should probably point out, because I think I don't want to tarnish Manchester City fans. This is a small minority of, of Manchester City fans. It's not like the whole fan base is doing it. Um, but it's just, there's just something wrong with groups of certain groups of people who think it's okay to do that. And in fact, it's just really disrespectful. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. So what we'll do, Dan, is we'll, we'll have a little chat about players in a bit. Well, we've got some other news to cover. And the next piece of news, and this is why Dan P isn't around today. <laughs> England secured uh, qualification to Euro 2024. In fact, we haven't heard from him since, have we? He has been ominously quiet. Uh, yeah. <laughs> like, he seemed pretty bullish uh, last week when we recorded. Yeah. But since then, he has acted like the match did. <laughs> Bless him. Uh, so a brief overview of the match. So Harry Kane scored twice, uh, Marcus Rashford on target. Uh, England came from behind as a Skamaka, his opener. And England are now quali- guaranteed top spots in Group C. So England have qualified. Italy have not qualified and are not guaranteed to qualify. And there's a risk into the playoffs. But I suppose the, the match between Ukraine and Italy will be a playoff for the playoffs. Is that who they've got next? I think that's who they've got now. They still need to play each other. I, I think whoever wins that will qualify. Yeah. And whoever finishes third. Yeah. Okay. Um, England, well, Harry Kane scored another brace, takes him to D1. Incredible record. Um, yeah. I, I guess, did, did you watch the match? Um, I watched little bits of it. Um, not not in its entirety, no. It wasn't great. It, it was a typical, I'd want to bash an invisible Southgate uh, performance. Oh. Yeah. Nothing exciting. Got the job done, and that's about it. Yeah. Bellingham, however, was out again. Yeah. It seems to be a common common theme on the penalty, and he received a standing ovation. Yeah. At the end of the match. Uh, what was interesting is kind of we did discuss it I think last week. Uh, Henderson came on as a substitute, and he received a mixture of applause. Yeah. I, I do think it's more towards Southgate picking him rather than yeah. himself. So I guess as England fans, we can relax now and don't need to worry about qualifications. But Southgate can tinker around and play or experiment with players. And Dan P will be biting his nails. <laughs> You'd think they'd still qualify, though, wouldn't you? Let's, yeah. let's, hope we, let's hope we do. Oh, I was going to say, let's hope they do. Oh, well, yeah, but I'm saying one thing publicly and thinking another. So it's, <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. But... um. Yeah, with, with England qualifying and how you know 
it feels like Jude Bellingham kind of coming into his own. You'd like to think that England could be a real threat next year, you know, next summer. You, you'd think so, but do, do you think because he plays, Southgate plays with two, especially double pivot at midfield, so it'd be Calvin Phillips and Rice. I think he needs to drop Rice, uh, not Rice, Calvin Phillips. Yeah. Mainly because A, I'm biased because Rice is an Arsenal player. But at least Rice is playing football. Is Exactly. Uh, and the, Rice is playing really well, but he's playing football. Actually, Maguire starts playing. Yeah. He played. But I can't see Southgate changing his approach. Um, no, no, I've, I, yeah, I don't think anything drastic is going to change in, in that thing. But I just, I feel like England have got, and it only ever takes one match to lose, I guess, and get knocked out. But I think England have got a squad that's capable of winning a major tournament at the moment. Um, and maybe, you know, one of my friends kind of says it is sometimes he just wishes Southgate would take the leash off and just tell them to go and play football and, and yep. be themselves. And sometimes that's what. I think that's what they're capable of. I think they're capable of destroying teams, but um, yeah, time will tell. Indeed. Uh, hopefully, we'll see some exciting football. We've got the players for it. Yeah, yeah. The, the next thing is a follow-up on from the Italian betting scandal that we discussed last week, and this is for Tonali. So Tonali is one of those being investigated at the moment. It's an allegation uh, position. We had to say allegedly, blah, 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 but... Uh, but then we could all set down P do the uh, routine for it if needed. Yeah. So what's really interesting, so Tonali played for Newcastle, who beat Crystal Palace 4-0 over the weekend. At the end of the match, Tonali was given a lap of honour, which I find really, really weird. I, 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 I can't get my head around why it was done and what purpose it served. Why? Why would you do it? But I kind of get the idea of player support and playing support in each other, but I think that depends on the crime. Like it's come out because I don't know with the four allegations and, and what it is, but isn't it that he's he's betting on an illegal website, um, an illegal channel in in Italy? Yeah. So uh, if, and on football as well. So if that's the case, why would you back him? Like why why would you back him as a team? I'm not saying don't like single him out and make him train train with a reserves or anything like that, but don't celebrate him. Just just let, yeah. get on with it. it. The whole thing's weird. We, yeah. I guess let's say Son was doing it. It was gambling. He's never the type of Tottenham example. Tottenham was seen, uh, so Son was seen to do gambling, but he was given a lap of honour at the end. You just yeah. feel weird about it. It's not right. Yeah, I agree. Even is, from uh, a morality perspective, it was wrong. And my, you know, he might need additional support. He might have an addiction. He still wouldn't do it. Yeah. It's almost encouraging it. And then what's quite funny is there's, um, there's a few stills of when he's doing the lap of honour. The advertising hordes or boardings are gambling husbands. Uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> so it's, it's kind of, you can't say that again, you can't get away from it. The other thing on the news about him last week is that they they feel that AC Milan may have known this was coming. Was it AC Milan he played that? I think it was AC Milan. I think it was, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so AC Milan may have sold him to Newcastle knowing that this was coming down the line. Mm-hmm. Which is a bit cheeky if that's what they've done. It's a bit out of order, isn't it? Yeah, they've moved the problem is what they've done. They've moved the problem on, got a bit of money, and it's now no longer their problem. Um so yeah, so it's a bit yeah, a bit naughty if they've done that. It is so yeah, I, I believe it's still being investigated, so we'll see what happens over time. What will be interesting is will Tonali be treated UK the same as Tony was? Tony's yeah. kind of been Yeah. It might be because he better against Brentford. Yeah. But has to, 
Yeah. Yeah, we don't we don't know the actual what he's betted on, do we yet? There's no insights yet. Yeah. Yeah, indeed. Now, ref watch. So this weekend there are some big decisions, uh, particularly in the Liverpool Everton. We'll start with Liverpool Everton because that was our 30 kickoff that Jurgen Klopp hates complained about. But they went on 2 0. Uh, definitely one to put in your face. So Everton got a player sent off. And controversy, Canate should have been sent off in yellow. Of that, he wasn't. Now, what I'm going to do is, I'm going to read out some quotes to you. Okay. One's from Jen. The other is Jordan Pickford. Everton goalie, yeah. So, so Canate should have been sent off for a yellow card. Everton, uh, Craig Borson, who was refereeing, dis- uh, decided not. And Pickford said, we gave it our all. Worked hard and decisions didn't go our way. No shot. So basically, he's criticising the referee, suggesting that because they're playing Liverpool, Liverpool are getting decisions. Um, he's also added, this is Pickford again, I think the whole world will know. We can't comment too much because it will just get done anyway. A bit of dialogue would be nice and less arrogance would be mm-hmm. referee. And then James Tarkovsky, he also felt aggrieved. He said, for me, it didn't feel like a fair game. We had a man sent off. They got a penalty with him back, but at the time it did not. Their lad should have been sent off and they're dragging, dragging him off. The- it didn't feel like a fair game. We got done with a penalty. It's disappointing, not so much for our performance, but the game, I got booked for fouling a lad in midfield. And the referee said, you are out of position and fouled him. So it's a yellow. Canati is out of position, fouls our lad and it's a card. For me, where is consistency? And what... what- does the out of position bit matter? I, I don't. I've, I didn't understand that when I read that quote. Yes, yeah, so it's really weird. The referee's telling the Everton player that you're out of position. That's why I booked you. Yeah, it's not for the referee to tell a player if he's out of position or not. Yeah, it's, I thought it was a bit weird because, like, does it mean you can get away with more if you're a right back and playing in the right back position? You can do harder tackles. Like, I, I thought that was just an odd thing to say. It is really weird. And Tarkovsky also went to say. It didn't feel like a fair game, which is quite interesting. So Liverpool have got these decisions. And I did watch the match. I felt Canati should have been sent off. It's a bit weird why he wasn't. And I, I do feel for, for Everton because we look at what happens with Liverpool recently. We go back to our time in Liverpool. Controversy almost feels as though they're trying to write some wrong. Well, which is not how it should work, right? And if you think about Tottenham-Liverpool game, and I've forgotten the referee who was involved that day, but he's no longer going to referee any Liverpool matches for the rest of the season and I read that and thought well that's not fair like what? why should Liverpool get any sort of preference I'm not saying he's a negative influence at all why should Liverpool get some sort of preference that the other other teams don't yeah agreed it should be completely unbiased sport and it shouldn't matter who the man in the middle is and who's refereeing the game so why is that even a decision it, it shouldn't be. And it does call into question do referees referee the game or do they was based on? Yeah. Well, after after the Tottenham Liverpool game, and you know, obviously, obviously that was a bad referee in display, and Tot- Liverpool were unfairly um, given decisions against them. But I did think after that game, the amount of shouting that Liverpool did about it and the amount of noise generated from it, I did think to myself, I wouldn't want to be playing Liverpool in the next few weeks yeah. because. There is going to be an element of referees looking at my going, I'm not going to give a decision against them because I'm just going to be public, publicly humiliated if, if I get it wrong. And there is, they created that situation almost whereby people wouldn't want to send any Liverpool player off for. Yeah, it, it certainly looked that way. Yeah. To be fair, Liverpool to win. Yeah. Had a couple of chances. It is that lack of. Yeah, yeah, agreed. And then 
Um, come on to the Chelsea Arsenal match. Yeah, I was angry. Um, <laughs> so I don't know if you said, did you see the penalty? That no, of this game, I only saw like the last thirty minutes. Unfortunately, I saw the Arsenal comeback, uh, but I didn't see the rest. Of, <laughs> I didn't see the rest of the game. Okay, cool. So Cross comes in, and I think it's Mudrick. He won the header. The, the header was going away from goal, and the ball came off his header. Obviously, attempt on goal, came off Saliba's hand on goal. So the ball went out of play. The game carried on for two minutes playing. Then the game got pulled back award with a penalty. So in my mind, it was never a penalty because two players are jumping in the air. Both their arms are up. So Madrid can in a natural position. And there's just no way. There's no way there's intent to hand. Yeah. But the unusual thing is Chelsea, Tottenham, everyone has said it's not. Yeah. And I think it comes down to... Yeah. Which still I don't think is, is nowhere near clear. Or, or where it needs to be. No, it, it's a mess. It's causing yeah. for... Uh, I mean, that being said, to be fair, Chelsea, uh, Harmer of Chelsea should have been sent off. Yeah. Really bad tap. Similar to Kovacic, the previous match. That yeah. Far looked at it, sent him off. He got Harmer then asked for a yellow card to be rewarded as a foul. I think it might have been a penalty. But he didn't get carded for it. That's where the where we've seen his behaviours for yellow cards. Yeah. Although worth noting, Arteta did get booked. In the okay. By the end. And then... Did you see um, Jesus got clattered by the goalkeeper? No, I didn't see that, no. So, earlier this season, Onana against Wolves clattered. Yeah, yeah, that's all right. And yeah. Howard Reb came out and said, yes, that should have been a penalty. The same event happened, and Sanchez did. Again, it's just like from game to game, we to have it. Yeah. Same incidents. Yeah. And I still feel like the PGML should come out and say, we recognise this is a problem. This is what we're trying to do about it. But it's just silence. You know, once the odd incident dies down, like you think back to the Tottenham Liverpool game and the apologies given and the statements given, that's it. Done. We're not talking about it anymore. And there definitely needs to be a, this is what we're doing about it. And this is our five-step plan to kind of get there or, or whatever it is. I think so. I mean, typically most companies wouldn't do it because isolated and in-house. But because this is so public, riding on it, and not in terms of results, but financial. Yeah. I, th- I think you're right. There has to be, I think Web has to say, yes, we're working on it. These are initiatives, but. Yeah, yeah agreed. Like, and how, how much between like pundits and ex-players and every, all the fans talk about this handball ball and everyone says, we don't know what it is anymore. Like we, we don't know what handball is. So they could come out and respond to that as, as a, like a first thing and say, actually, this is what it is. This is how we're changing it, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, it's really weird. Because I mean, even if we look at the, when we go back to the VAR decision, the ball was scored, but it was allowed it was offside. That they carried on and they weren't allowed to pull play back. Yeah. But uh, in the Arsenal match, I played. They carried on for two minutes and then they pulled play back. Yeah. How, that, how does that work? That's that's a bit I never I didn't understand because we all know that you know when when there's a VAR decision, it can be reviewed while play is going on and they put it back. But the, the amount of noise made about, well, we can't break protocol by stopping the game and bringing it back. We're ruining the integrity of the game. You're like, how is that different? Because what, the whistle's blowing in, in the middle and then you've restarted? It's exactly the same end result. It's Exactly, yeah. It's, it's weird. It's weird. And what would have happened if Arsenal had scored as well? Yeah, and that, I don't know if that's ever happened, but you feel like it's only a matter of time before that situation happens where someone scores whatever reviewing a reviewing a VAR decision and then they'll drag it back and give give the goal to the other team. Yeah, it's going to happen at some point. Uh, and that's I mean it's already bad with the way people are viewing Piedmont and VAR. That'll just escalate. Yeah. 
did you see Mudrick's goal? I yeah, I actually I saw a clip of that, um, and I was going to ask about your thoughts about goalkeeping because it feels like Maya had another game where he's made a few mistakes, and that goal was classed as a mistake, wasn't it? Because he was out of position. Yeah. So where he's so when you've seen him for Brentford, he's good. Yeah. But with Arsenal, he hasn't been. His first game was really good. Uh, at the moment, for me, he's not just his place. Yeah. I don't fault him for the goal. For that, yeah. that, that was a cross. For me, that was a cross. Not a, it's a, a freak goal. goal. Yeah. If he meant it, fair play. It's a great yeah. finish. But uh, I don't think he did. But Raya was a bit. Again. He, um, I saw that uh, moment where he. Um, passed the ball out to Palmer, didn't he? And yeah. to be honest, Chelsea, I think you were, was what, Chelsea 2 1 up at the time or 2 0 up? I can't remember. Up, yeah. But I think they were leading at the time. And then that was just like a heart in mouth moment when he did that, wasn't it? It was just. I was, yeah. I was like, no! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, the, the goalkeeping situation at Arsenal was interesting because, you know, Arteta's made some big statements about, well, we can mix up a goal, goalies, but that's. Doesn't seem to be what's happened. It seems to be that Ray has now got the number one spot. Um, yes, Ramsdale wasn't in the squad. I don't he, think. His his partner just had a baby. I read this morning. Yeah. So congratulations to them. Yeah. But I th- I think actually I think had Ramsdale been available. Yeah. Yeah. Um, It'd have been interesting for Arteta to do that because it's a big thing to do, isn't it, to sub a goalie? But he's also implied that he's willing to do that a few weeks ago, and yesterday would have been an example of, of that happening. Yeah, it would have been. Yeah, it would have backed up his words. Yeah, uh, yeah, in Sanchez, like good for Chelsea either. Yeah, it's interesting because there's a BBC article praising Sanchez the weekend. Then he gave the ball away for Rice to score. Great finish, by the way. Yeah, I think that's um, been underplayed a little bit. Obviously, it was a goalie mistake, but Declan Rice scoring from there with the amount of time he had to react, I thought was pretty impressive. But no one's really talking about that. It's I thought it was a brilliant goal. Yeah, really, really good finish. I suppose being a goalkeeper, probably the hardest job. Definitely. No no reward. Um, you're, you're only the hero in the power, or if you score a last minute. Yeah, yeah, agreed. Other than that, sort of. Yeah. Um, uh, before we move on from that game, go on then. do you know what the, the, the Chelsea stats for, for their, their home form this year? I don't know. I think they. I think I saw somewhere that they after that game they've now gone the last their last twelve home games in the Premier League they've only won once. Really? And that was against Luton. Wow! I thought the way we played, I thought we were going to. Yeah, Chelsea were. That's I say that I only picked up on a bit of a game, but it felt like Chelsea were in control until Rice scored, and and two goals in quick succession obviously turned it, but. I think Pochettino and Chelsea walk away from that thinking, what the hell have we thrown that away? I completely agree. And I guess that's where the troubles are. That apparently, from what I've seen, red, the best they've played, but they still couldn't win. Yeah. <laughs> I think I think they are beginning to turn a corner. Uh, I don't know where, where, where that corner is going to take them, but I feel like they've picked up a couple of results now. And I think we'll see a better run um, coming up from Chelsea. Yeah, we'll see. And I suppose there's one more game tonight. Is it Fulham, Tottenham or Tottenham? Tottenham, Fulham, Tottenham at home. Tottenham have got a good run of games now. But, yeah, being a Tottenham fan for the last few, God knows how many years, um, we always have this moment where we have a game where it's like, this can take us top of the league and we'll always like do something stupid. So I always kind of a bit wary about Tottenham in these sort of positions where all the weekend games are gone. If we win today, we go two points clear. 
and you're like, don't do something silly, Tottenham. Just you know, if you play like you do, you'll you'll win this comfortably. But yeah. there's always that hesitation. I, I think enjoy it while you can. Enjoy yeah. that. If you're playing good football, you get to enjoy it. You're in the spotlight. Yeah, yeah. We'll when see. was the last time you could? Uh... Uh, well, I guess a Champions League run for Pochettino, but um, not in the league for a while. But yeah, we'll, we'll see. See what see what happens. Okay, let's move on. So we're going to circle back to Bobby Charlton. Oh, sorry. Just before we move on from Tottenham, just because I've got your attention on it, right, let's move on. There, there was a point on Sat. There was a, a moment of time in Sat on Saturday where Tottenham were top of the Premier League, WSL, the Under Twenty One League, and the Under Eighteen League as well. Wow, that's obviously not the case anymore because I think it just happened that the Tottenham ladies played early on Saturday, but um, yeah, and obviously the men have been knocked down. But yeah, there was a point where Tottenham were top of everything. Tottenham ladies won. Yeah. And yeah, I think because um, there's a few teams up there, isn't there, at the moment? Yeah, I Chelsea and Manchester United. Yeah, because I think we lost, Tottenham lost their first game. Um, and then the other teams, I was just trying to find it quickly, which is why I'm stuttering, sorry. Yeah, Man City and Chelsea are up there with 10 points. Tottenham, nine points. And then Man United, Arsenal, seven points. It's still only on, obviously, it's only four games in, uh, but, but good to see. Yeah, and to see from an Arsenal perspective, Beth Mead came back last week from. Yeah. And this week, uh, Vivian Miedemar, she. Yeah. Uh, as well. Okay. Miedemar's in. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so let's circle back to Bobby Charlton. So, Bobby Charlton, uh, in the shores of the England, particularly, is regarded as England's best ever footballer. Now, as we sort of discussed at the top of the show, Dan and I can't really sort of say that's the case because we have. Play. So I guess from your perspective and mine as well, who do we think England's group player? This is such like I think this is such a difficult question, isn't it? And well, there's no wrong answers. It's just opinion, isn't it? It's like who's better, Ronaldo or Messi, or striker Shearer or Kane? But it all comes down to personal. Opinion. Yeah, it's it's tough because it depends. Depends. Like if you go for like you know best ever goal scorers. You know, if if you if if that's your metric, and obviously you've got like Kane, Shearer, Rooney, um, up there, it's probably the three, you know, three of the greatest goal scorers there ever has been. But if you look at best and like talent wise, I think it's hard to look past Gascoigne. Okay. Um, and Gascoigne is kind of at the start of my England era, so before that is is kind of a bit difficult. So before you you were ninety six, I, I struggle to remember. But I think it's Gascoigne there, and there's Beckham there. The four names I've written down are Kane, Gascoigne, Beckham and Rooney. Okay. I, I mean, it's, it's hard to disagree really, isn't it? I mean, so I I remember Gascoigne and as an England fan, he gave me so much enjoyment. Yeah. Then, yeah, if you get Beckham, but you've got Michael Owen. Well, I think Mike, I feel like Michael Owen had the potential to be the best ever. But I think when he got injured that first that time... That was it. And I think he was always good, but at that point he wasn't as good as his promise was. Oh, you know, I, I can go back to, I suppose, slightly before 96. Well, I remember players such as Ryan Robson, David Platt, yeah. uh, Parker, those types of players. And even Teddy Sheringham. Yes. He wasn't, wasn't prolific, but... Very clever player. Exactly. His intelligence, the ball player, was incredible. So, would I, and then... Hard to admit, goalkeepers as well. That David Seaman was incredible. Yeah. Gary Neville was really good as a Ashley Cole. I mean, he's quite possibly the best left back I've ever seen play. Yeah. 
I mean, I'll, I'll put him as a left back above Roberto Carlos. Carlos wasn't a left. He, yeah. he just had. He was making up. It's the only position that was left, wasn't it? Where had like pretty much, yeah. In that in that Brazil team, if I had ten people, they could all score fantastic goals. I just had to fit him in somehow, and that, that's the position he got. Yeah, uh, I I couldn't agree more. So don't know. Really, don't know. I mean, I would. It's hard to compare players who are currently playing against those who in the past. I, mean, I, I suppose the, the closest example might be Rooney. Yeah. An exceptional player. But do you know, do you know, and people mock me when I say this, but I, and maybe it's because I don't follow Man United, but I feel like Rooney could have achieved more. And I know it's a weird thing to say when he was leading England goal scorer and he was leading Man United goal scorer for a period of time. But I just felt like there was more there to give. And I felt like, unfairly, I felt like he got played out of position quite a lot. Because um, I think he got put out on the left wing, didn't he, for quite quite a few times for England. He did, yeah. And I just I just feel like, and maybe it's because I feel like he could have brought home a major tournament, like he could have been that good, um, and he just didn't do it. Maybe that's the kind of the image I have of him of, of bringing that major home. But yeah, obviously a very very good player and very very talented. Almost, you know, he was kind of in the mould of Gascoigne a little bit, wasn't he? He was indeed. I, I kind of see him as a, as a deep lying attacker. Yeah. It wasn't it wouldn't be as forward as Kawashiro behind those. Yeah. Like a number. Yeah. I don't think I'd put yeah. in that way. For me, probably be Shearer. And once I think possibly once Kane finishes his career, it might go to But you know what? In ten years time we have this conversation, it we could be comfortably saying Benham. I think he's got the potential. It, yeah, I mean we got Saka's been incredible. So going to be yeah. again biased, but Saka's been player of the year for England. Yeah. Very some group of players. Yeah, do you worry about forward line? Like what happens behind Colin Watkins? But not. He seems to be, he's doing obviously doing well for Aston Villa, but I feel like the last couple of times I've watched him play for England, or the last time I watched him play for England, he, he looked a bit out of place. Didn't yep. look confident enough to be there. Um, but you know that, that can change. Can indeed. So yeah, so I'm going to go with Shearer. I mean, ideally, I'd choose a defender, and attacker. Go on in. So if you so choose your goalkeeper, defender, midfielder, and attacker. Goalkeeper is Seaman. I don't remember Shilton. Yeah. Really, other than or before Seaman, so it has to be Davis. Yeah. Defender-wise, Ashley Cole. Yeah. Midfield's really interesting because Ryan Robson was uh, so never. Really yeah, agreed. Uh, I think Gascoigne. Yeah. And then Shearer. It's interesting. I, I think I'm very much the same. I think I would have Seaman as a goalie. Maybe not cut. I don't know. Defenders are always a difficult one because when I think defender, they're a bit unfair positions, aren't they? The left back and right back. When I think defender, I think of the, the Tony Adams type player. So I'd almost have Tony Adams as a centre back in in that position. Um, Gascoigne and then Shearer, Stroke, Kane. I think they're both the similar type of player and probably both as good as each other. Yeah, I think that's more than fair. Yeah, yeah it, it's very difficult. Cause obviously, we have our preferences and biases. Yeah. Uh, I would also, I would also, I think Beckham gets that mention as well to be in that four. I just there's something I don't know. I don't even remember that game we played against Greece in the qualifiers where he just absolutely ran his socks off and he was he was he was like it was like a one man team and I always remember that performance as being oh my god what what a player he's so passionate about playing for England. I just felt like a lot of players lack that drive. Yeah, I think very few. So I think Rooney did. Kane does. I can't think of many others. Maybe Gerard. Yeah. And I remember where I was at that match. Yeah. 
because we just finished playing on the Saturday Pro Day, and we went into the clubhouse straight after the match to get showered, yeah. which is watch the match. Yeah, and that's when uh, Beckham scored that free kick. Yeah, so um, I, I when you look back on that free kick, that is a goosebump type replay, isn't it? When you watch it, but when you think of it, it really is. It was an equaliser against Greece in a, in a qualifier. I don't even know what would happen if he didn't score that. Would it be a knockdown? Or would we gone into playoffs? I'm not sure. I don't. I don't know, but I know we had to. He had to score. He had to score. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know what happened if he didn't. Um, but you think how easy qualifiers are today? And I touched back to a conversation last week. Is back then qualifiers used to be quite exciting, um, whereas, whereas now are a bit mundane. They are sadly. There we go. Anything else on England? Would you have a an England manager? Oh, that's a good one. My favourite England manager. I think just because of the 96 hour era, I think I'd have to go Terry Venables. Um, good choice. I think I actually think Glenn Hoddle was a fairly good manager um, for England as well, but I think his um, his head got the better of him. Because, um, yeah, because I think he did well for England, but he'd obviously just let that outside, off the, off the pitch sort of stuff take over, didn't he? Yeah, his ideologies. Yeah. So, and Glenn Hoddle was such a clever footballer. And such a clever person that I think he was actually quite good. But yeah, I think I'll go Terry Venables. I would go slightly before Bobby Robson. Yeah, okay. Very good. Well, it's interesting we haven't gone with anyone else. Well, I was, just, I was just trying to think of who we've had. Um, McLaren, Capello. Capello, Seven. Seven, yeah. He was even coming to contention. Southgate, Allardyce. Yeah. Um, Kevin Keegan was manager for a while, wasn't he? He was, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, this. We haven't had that really good, good, good manager, have we? No, or someone you want to back or be inspired by. Yeah. It doesn't happen. Yeah, yeah, agreed. Okay, moving on. We're going to, speaking of moving on, Dan P, to be fair, is out of the country. <laughs> well, we won't say where, but he's safe and sound, enjoying himself. And he'll be back with us next week, all being well. His holiday was pre-planned. He didn't flee the country because Italy lost. I think we should probably just add that. That's to be confirmed. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think he was worried or had fears about being ostracised. Yeah. It's <laughs> like we'll postpone it to next week. They will get his view on it. Yeah. So we're going to keep up with the European theme for the quiz then. Oh, okay. So it's easier. Well, I, I think it's easier because I've got all the answers in front of <laughs> so you're going to tell me the clubs in Ligue 1 in France oh there my are, god well, all, how many clubs are there there are 18 a word I'm going to be useless at this right so I, how many how many is a pass rate two three now do I go with a Polcaro approach and change it <laughs> just, just amend it based <laughs> on how good my standard is yeah because <laughs> <laughs> um, it's France and obviously the key focus point is EPL and English football 12. 12. I think I'm going to struggle with that. Right. Here we go. So PSG. Yes. Lyon. Very good. Uh, Marseille. Yep. Is, Mon- is Monaco a French team? It is a French team. Even though it's a principality, it is a French team. Uh, Monaco. Um... Oh my god, this is where I'm really beginning to struggle. <laughs> um, is Nice in there? It is indeed. And while you're thinking, so you know you get the nice biscuits. 
So you get the nice biscuits. Yeah, the biscuits called nice. So you get. Oh. They are actually called nice biscuits. Oh, that's an interesting fact. I thought you were giving me a clue for something else. No, and I was I thinking, it's is McVitie's a French team? No, yeah. I don't think it is. <laughs> I distract you with a fact. Oh, thank you. I appreciate it. Oh, my word. This is terrible, Dave. You've only got five. Yeah, I'm aware of how badly that, that is. You need seven more. Is there only one team in Paris? Oh. Yeah, let's have, let's have some clues. My mind's just gone completely blank. Okay, what have you got to? What have you got to win, or what have you got to lose? Yeah. To lose. Lose. Yeah. Very good. <laughs> that's, that's that's a really good clue. Did you pre, <laughs> did you pre-plan that? Just made that up. <laughs> <laughs> that's very good. Six more. Oh, I'm not going to do it. I'm going to have to take a... This might be the worst fail in our pod so far. <laughs> it might be. So, you, you, so you, you've got a third of the teams in the league are so far. Is there any in there that play in Europe fairly consistently that I just haven't thought of? Yes. Hmm... Uh, one is a body part on your chest. Body part on your chest? Also known as, as well. More noticeable on females. <laughs> you go. <laughs> you. No. <laughs> Go on. No, I can't. I can't say it. <laughs> isn't where's Na where's Naples? That's Italy, isn't it? There's Italy. The, the, there is one team begin with N. That's not Naples. Um, I've got Nice. No, I, I think we're going to have to put this down as a massive fail. Massive fail. Massive fail. That's, that's a, yeah, that's a huge defeat. That's, yeah, it, it really is. I'm really disappointed in myself on that. That's okay. Go, go, go through. Next time. <laughs> I'll do some research. Go. <laughs> What's, uh, what, is, what are the answers? Uh, breast. Oh, that's, that, was, that was my clue. Yeah, Reims. I've just got them up now. Uh, Lille, I should have got. Reims, Toulouse, La Nantes, Reims, Rennes, Strasbourg, Le Havre, and Clermont. Lyon, a bottom of a, of a French league at the moment. Which is uh, surprising. Yeah. Well, that was a disappointment. Sorry to everyone that I've let you down. I think it's more so the French listeners. Yeah. Sorry for. I just say sorry in French. Um, 
I think it's Pardon. Pardon. Yeah, it's easy to excuse me, though, but I think Pardon will be more work. Excuse me. Uh, yeah, there we go. So we've got some angry uh, French listeners <laughs> waving at us at you. Wondering yeah, why you, you, you do get to uh, for my next quiz, be prepared because it will be another league in a, another European nation. Oh, okay. Spain we haven't had yet, so I'm going to go with that. You can go with Spain. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm not going to tell you which country it's going to be. Okay. Nice. Anything you want to cover off or say before we leave? Um, no, just my apologies again for being so used to set a quiz. Um, and follow us on um, X and in Instagram at Just Football Pod. And that's probably all. Us and from me, share, subscribe, download, uh, share with your friends, family, or anyone who's interested in football or listening to our voices. <laughs> That's it for me, Dan P. Hope you have safe travels and see you next time. Thanks for listening to Just Football. We hope you enjoyed the show. If you did, please share with your friends and family. We're available on all podcasting platforms and you can follow us on X at Just Football Pod. In the meantime, keep your head up and your eyes on the ball.